listeners you have embarked on a journey a journey down the rabbit hole of coup de lightness nah it's Khalil Slaughter it's Brian Kelly this is episode 15 coup de la um, 15 man jeez yeah, man. yep almost over the hop whatever that means but we're back we're still doing this shit so, yeah, as I was about to say, you know, sometimes me and Brian will have, like, banter prior to going on, hitting that record button. But it's like, why not keep some of this shit for the listeners? So, what I was about to ask you, I was like, bro, are you ready for this Joker movie coming out, man? Or you got high hopes for it? Uh, I don't. Jade does. You know, and, and here's the thing, man. Like, based on who's in it based on the trailer, like everything about it, it gives me high hopes, except for the fact that it is a DC movie. And it's like, uh, you know, they knocked it out of the park with like the dark Knight franchises. And then they've just been struggling ever since. And like, am I, in all honesty, I feel like every DC movie that came out, that was a flop these past three, four years, their trailers were fucking fire and their cast was a lineup. So right. like I I just I don't want to keep getting fooled, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, I heard that man. Cause after Suicide Squad, it was like, okay, y'all are fucking assholes over there at DC. Um, cause that trailer was phenomenal. The Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, Ballroom Blitz is the uh, the song playing in it. It just it it really fooled us. Yeah, and yeah. then and then they came out with fucking Justice League. And that shit was just trash, even visually. Like, I don't know what it is with DC and their their um, scenery. I'm not a big fan of it. I feel like sometimes it's too fucking dark. Yeah. And 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 even I don't know. It's it's they always go for like this post apocalyptic kind of feel. And just Justice League was awful, man. Even with uh, who was the the, the main bad guy? Fucking uh, what the fuck was his name? Lex uh, Luthor? Nah, or it wasn't even Lex that's, Luthor. That's Batman it was, and Spider Superman. That's yeah, that's Superman. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. And what's yeah. it called? Uh I'm actually looking it up right now because his name is it has something to do with music. I forget why. Yeah, I forget. Let me look that up real quick. His name was fucking Steppenwolf. <laughs> Isn't that a band? That's a band name, right? That is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Steppenwolf, who I I was never familiar with prior to, um, to Justice League coming out, because I, I I am familiar. While I favor Marvel more than DC, I did used to watch like Batman the animated series. I'm pretty sure everybody did. That was my shit. And even Superman. And even when they crossed over and had both of them, kind of have a show together. But uh. I was always a fan of Superman's villains, and while I watch sci-fi occasionally, I'll see the um, they have a show called Krypton, 
And uh, I don't know how similar it is to Smallville, but it's about, you know, Superman and him becoming Superman and they incorporate all of his classic villains in it. And I saw they had like uh, the one dude, Lobo. I don't know if you're familiar with Lobo. Lobo was like the uh, biker villain. He was like gray skin, had a bunch of tattoos. But he was one of my favorites from the cartoon. And it was cool to see that they brought him into the live adaptation. But uh, but I digress, man. <laughs> yeah, nah. But, but as far as, as, as uh, the Joker goes, man, I mean, of course, we all know Heath Ledger set the bar high. Um, mm-hmm. From what I saw in the trailer, I mean... I think we've had this conversation. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is an amazing actor. And yeah. I think I think he'll definitely do the role some justice, uh, for sure. I heard it's very violent. Actually, um, Aurora, Colorado, apparently they're not going to show the movie there at the theaters. Why? Because of when The Dark Knight Rises uh, came out, and that dude oh, shot, yes, yes, yeah, yes. killed, you know, 20-something pe- or 12 people, injuring 70, apparently. But... um. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucked up when you got to worry about stuff like that, you know? I know. I'm like very, I'm very fortunate my taste in movies is garbage, you know? Uh, um, because like, I was, I always think about that when I was in the movies, you know, when I'm in the movies, like, damn, like, it's crazy that we live in an era where we have to think about that. Right. Um, but I'm like sitting there, me and Jade are at the movies last week. I'm like, man, what if somebody comes in and, and shoots up, uh this theater right now and i'm like quickly i'm like brian we're seeing three from hell if someone came and shot up this theater it would maybe be a buzzfeed article like this is not making national headlines anyway just like a bunch of fat horror nerds (laughs) have a heart attack because shooter walks in dozens injured one dead that's it yeah nah definitely it's a shame how um this world has taught me to Always be mindful of my surroundings. Liam Neeson also had a lot to do with that. But anyway, um, but it's, it's weird, man. When I go, whether I'm going to the movie theater or I'm going to the fucking gym or I'm going anywhere, I'm always like always looking around. Sometimes I go for walks at uh, at state parks and I'm just always looking around. I'm like, oh, man, I just rather be ahead of the game, man. It's a shame. You know, sometimes it takes the enjoyment out of the uh, experience, but, you know. Speaking of which, my uh, I went. Me and my lady went to our first PTA meeting. Uh, oh, nice! Last Monday, yeah, we're part of the PTA. And when we went in there, my wife has been doing some work with this this um, company called NAMI, um, National Association oh. for Mental Illness. Are you familiar? Yeah, I work with NAMI. Well, I used to work with NAMI. No way! Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So she's been working with them for. She's been doing some volunteer work with them for about, it's coming up on a month, I believe. But actually one of her uh, mentors from NAMI was given a presentation at the PTA meeting. So it was kind of like some small world shit. So she came in there and did a little presentation about 20 minutes long about mental illness prior to us getting into the uh, the PTA shit. But uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, that shit's so cool, man. And I, I it's it's so important. Um, it's just unfortunate the way people tend to look at it. Absolutely. You know? She was talking about how, you know, how stigmatized it is. You know, it makes you think for all the people that are out there suffering that don't, that feel like they don't want to be a burden on people. 
you know, they feel like they'd rather just keep that shit in instead of going to get help. And and I, I think that's that's something that plagues our our world for that matter. You know, motherfuckers have shit that happens to them. And they're just like, oh, I guess that's life. And it's like, nah. Like, yeah, while that is life, you should still do what's necessary to make sure you don't fucking fall off the deep end and um, affect everybody else, you know? Absolutely. And like, I feel like that's where people get it confused. And that's why it gets very frustrating because like every time there's a shooting, a mass shooting and mental health is brought into it. Everyone's always like, you know, of course, like, why are we turning this killer into a victim? Blah, blah, blah. Like he's a scumbag. And it's like, yo, no, he is a scumbag. It's not like, it's not like we're looking at it as like, oh, if, if mental health, if this guy got mental health treatment, he wouldn't have done this bad thing, this poor guy, as much as like, if the right actions were taking for sake of mental health care, all of these people would still be alive. Right. It's not about like protecting him or making him look like a victim. It's about preventing mass amounts of death in one sitting. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. You know? And and once again, I think it's that whole conversation about, about empathy. I think we talk about that a lot. And I was actually thinking mm-hmm. about that uh, on my way to the gym this morning. It's just, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I, I look back at stuff that happened in my life and I'm like, um, you know, it was hard to process certain emotions, certain feelings. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that will see somebody, you know, that that's going through what I used to go through and say, oh, buck up, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, no, no, because I wish that when I was struggling with the shit I was struggling with, I wish somebody was there for me to talk to me and let me know that, you know, try, try to make sense out of it instead of making it seem like, oh, well, you know, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Oh, well, I had it that way. So, you know, I don't feel bad for you. No, you should feel bad. You should feel bad when you have empathy. It's like, because it's that kind of shit that if it's not rectified at an early stage, a lot of people are going to fucking be hurt from that because that, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, I'm sorry, man. I feel like I just started. <laughs> no, no. I yeah. think, I think it's a great topic because I think it's important that like when we start to be aware, like everyone is so afraid of change, you know? And it's like, when we just start to be aware and it it sounds like I'm oversimplifying it, but I genuinely feel like it's 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 very simple. It's just like we actually have a lot of good things in place, you know. Like I think that we have a lot of good uh, places in place for for mental health. I think we have a lot of good like gun regulations in place. It's just a matter of doing your fucking job, right? You know, like like why is it? I would say at least fifty percent of mass shooters. Within a week, there is an article that says this this person legally purchased this gun and they were actually on a list not to be sold. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not like we need to take guns away as much as like, yo, just do your fucking job. Right. And like I know I know, especially in Florida, like we're big on like the gun shows and like that's cool. That's cool. But like also the fact that I've never owned a gun, I could go to a gun show and walk out with a gun isn't cool. Right. So like maybe add a license there where it's like the first time you purchase a gun, you go through an in-depth background check right. and it's just like a it's just like a driver's license. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can get a driver's license at 16. If I get a DUI, if I get two DUIs, I lose my license. Right. Right. So we're strict on that. Even if you have your gun license, if you're if you're having homicidal thoughts or these these horrible thoughts, you lose it. 
And if you want to go to a gun show, you need to have a license. You cannot, you shouldn't be able to purchase your first gun at a gun show. Right. But like, yeah, second, third, you're, you've already cleared. You're already, you know, I'm not going to shit on anyone's hobby. I'm not one of those people that's like, do we need an AR-15? No, we don't need it. But like, you know, I understand it's fun. So you can have one. Right. But don't try to tell me that you're, you know, you need it to take on the government because right. the government will blow you the fuck up right. with a drone. So yeah, <laughs> let's just say it's fun. You want your toy right. and I'm okay with right. that, you know? I was, um, she was, she was telling me about, um, I'm hoping I can disclose this kind of thing. I'm keeping everything anonymous. I don't think this is going to fuck her over. Um, but she was telling me about uh, one woman that was calling. She was calling in because uh, they have like a crisis. Is it, is it a crisis helpline? Something like that. Um, but people call in and, you know, it was a concerned mother uh, that's been dealing with her son who uh, suffers from, I think he suffers from bipolar schizophrenia. And they had a situation that involved, uh, she tried reaching out to the police about something and they were like, you know, well, technically he didn't do anything. So we, it's really nothing we could do. And it's a shame because it's like this woman is is trying to get help. She she's not like she's trying to get her son incarcerated or anything like that, but I guess to to make people aware, like, look, okay, look, my son is struggling right now with his mental illness. I need you all to come here and help me defuse the situation. So when they say, Oh, we're not gonna come because he hasn't given us a reason to actually okay, so what happens when he does something and five people end up getting fucking hurt? And then you looking back mm -hmm. at the cops like, yo, I tried telling y'all and y'all did nothing. Yeah. The the way that the laws and the technicalities and like, you know, it's like shitty that like people have to be dead for it to be taken seriously. Right. You know? And like, dude, I think intent is a big deal. I think it's a huge deal. So like the, you know, whoever... Someone that shoots up a movie theater, right? They kill 15 people. They're going to jail for life, right? Right. In my opinion, and this may be an infringement on rights. I don't know. So also keep in mind, I, I have no fucking business stating my opinion. My opinion is worth shit. But in my opinion, if I said that I am going to go shoot up the mall, right? And I am found on my way a mile down the road from the mall after I make this Facebook post and I have guns, and I have pipe bombs. That's a lifetime sentence, in my opinion. Right. Not 10 years because I technically didn't do it. The full intent was there. Right. Had I not been stopped, had I not, like, had had the cops not got there in time and stopped me, the, the people would have been dead, you know? Right. That's, like, where I, and I understand that it's, it's more complicated than that, but, like, yeah, like, they just, like, it, people have to be dead to be taken seriously. Right. Right. And even even I know we have this conversation, even with fucking, you know, child predators. I watch this shit all the fucking time. These motherfuckers do shit, go to jail. Two years later, they're out. Do it again. Go to jail. Two years later, they're out. Do it again. Go to jail. And then somebody gets killed. And then it's like, what the fuck? Where's the yeah. what, what, what preventative measures are we taking or are we not taking? It's frustrating. I'm sorry, man. Fuck the morbid train. Let's hop off this motherfucker. <laughs> but real quick, just because I noticed this happened, I was speaking of uh, terroristic threats. Um, I came across an article that actually happened in, in Mariana, Florida. Are you familiar with this area? Mariana? Mariana? No. no. Okay. Well, apparently uh, on Wednesday afternoon, um, 
a student's family member called staff of this the school saying that their uh, child had um, inappropriate things in their in their backpack. Um, first off, I okay. Let me. I guess let me get this out. All right. So they called the school saying, you know, so and so may have some you know items in his bag that's not a, appropriate. Um, they then began to state that the student had a bong in his book a bag. Bong. A bong. A bong. And of course, the people at the fucking school heard bomb. Oh, no. So you know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. So you know where this is going. Apparently, the superintendent um, took quick action on it and and did what was necessary to... Uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it's just it's just like... First, I'm sorry. What? But how did you know? Like, if if you know that your son or daughter went to school with a bong in their backpack, why would you let them go to school with a bong in there? Or unless you went in their room and you were like, oh, shit, the bong's not there. He must have brought it to school or she must have brought it to school. You know what I'm saying? It's just like uh, yeah. so many questions. How, how does that? But I guess it reminded me of, um, it's a shame, it reminded me of uh, Meet the Parents. Ben Stiller on a plane. Bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> this whole premise is from fucking uh, Harold and Kumar Escape from a right. Guantanamo oh, Bay. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is actually coming to Netflix in October, you all. Keep a lookout for that. Um, yeah, that's one of the best parts, man. And then when the guy's like, <laughs> poison gas. Like my favorite. <laughs> They're so extra, yo. That movie's great, by the way. Um, I actually think, yo, you may have showed me that movie, Brian. I but think I mean, he did with, dude, the, I... with the one part when he when he opens up the grape soda and he spills it out. That's <laughs> oh, messed up, man. That's racist. See if he got Kool-Aid. <laughs> and then at the end of that scene, he's like, I was serious about that Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's a great fucking movie, man. It's, it's it fucking really goofy as shit, but I love it, man. I think it is kind of clever. Hold up real quick, just while we're talking Harold and Kumar, you have know, the one part when he's like, what does he say? He's like, here's what I think of your Bill of Rights. And he fucking wipes his asshole with it. Do you remember that yeah. scene? And the dude's like, that's disgusting. He's like, why is your asshole so dirty? <laughs> they put the change out on the table. He was like, it's at least three yeah. bucks. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a great movie, man. Um Speaking of money, man, I'm going to move right into it. So, bro, I came across this lovely article courtesies of uh, NBC10 in Philly. Um, So a 76-year-old woman was tricked into giving $125,000 to a man who conned the shit out of her. He pretended to be in a romantic relationship with her. Um, The woman, who was not identified, believed she was in an online dating relationship who she met on the app Our Time. I see commercials for Our Time all the fucking time. It's actually geared at older people who Mm. apparently have missed out on love their whole life and they're fucking sick of that shit and they're putting their foot down and they're putting their fucking finger down on their phone in the app store and they're downloading this app where this guy, guess what? He got $125,000 out of this woman. Um, Apparently she secured a loan through her bank and gave the man access to an account where she deposited the money. It's pretty fucked up, man, to prey on the elderly in that way. Um, And apparently they actually were able to track him down using ATM cameras. I'm not even going to attempt to 
pronounce this guy's name, but it's foreign. He was 30 years old of Old Bridge Township, and he's charged with second-degree theft and second-degree money laundering. Um, our time did not respond to a request for comment, but um, I'm a big fan of 90 Day Fiance. I think I've talked about that before. And on one of the latest episodes, uh, each ep- each each, each um, series, they have different ones. So they have 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, 90 Day Fiance after the 90 days, you know, 90 Day Fiance the other way around where Americans go overseas to beat the loves of the the love of their life. There was a woman on the uh the newest season, one of the newest episodes is this woman named Jenny that's from California who um got into a relationship with this guy named Submit who lives in India. And apparently when they first started talking, Submit was using some model's picture when he was talking to Jenny. So he was catfishing her. But even when mm. they actually met each other and or when he, you know, he got real with her and, and and revealed himself not to be the guy that he was acting like he was, Jenny was such a sweet woman that she still decided to be with this guy, which I thought was interesting. So Jenny's 60 years old and Submit is 30 years old. This woman, Jenny, packed up all of her shit, left everything behind in California, right? She, she, her, mm-hmm. she, she's. You know, just her new life is in India with this man. It just came out on like the 12th, 13th episode of this season that Submit has a wife. (laughs) So the whole fucking time. And it's so fucked up because when you watch this show, you get so attached to the characters and you want to see some of them work out, especially if there's no crazy shit going on. Like usually it's a bunch of crazy shit. It's pretty clear that a lot of people are being used. You know, some people want their green cards. Some people want money. You know what I mean? Everybody has ulterior motives, but this was one of the relationships that you thought was genuine. And it was kind of cute to see, you know, this uh, 30 year old Indian guy fall in love with this six year old, 60 year old white woman from California. And you really wanted them to work out. And as the series progressed, like, you see Submit start to, you know, he's starting to do shady shit. He's not coming home. You know, he's being very weird. And it ultimately came out that, uh, yeah, he was fucking married. And it was funny because my wife caught that shit. And, and yeah, it's been kind of crazy. And, of course, in India, they don't fuck around with shit like that. Infidelity, they don't fuck around with that. And apparently, like, uh, Submit's wife's family, like, took Submit and, like, held him against his will and shit and he couldn't talk to Jenny for a while and it's crazy. I think the the new episode comes on 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 Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that. But to to go back to segue back to uh what's going on in New Jersey. It's a shame they were saying that the number of romance scams reported to the agency um jumped from 8500 in 2015 to more than 21,000 in 2018. So a lot of people are getting scammed from from these online relationships. You know, it's, it's just interesting to think that we went from catfishing, that being a thing, to people trusting strangers so much, taking strangers' word so seriously to the point that they're giving people large amounts of money. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, man. I mean, it's fucked up. Like a seventy-six-year-old woman. I'm gonna assume this woman's a grandmother. I'm gonna assume she's a mother and a grandmother. 
And to think that somebody can prey on someone that's so vulnerable and these people are so desperate to find love that they're willing to do whatever to please somebody that they haven't even met yet. Yeah. I mean, someone, someone tried to get my grandmother not like shit at this point, it was probably like five years ago. Oh shit. And I, yeah. And it was like, so insane. They knew so much about her. I don't know how, like they can pull this information, but they called and pretended that they were me. Um, and the only reason that she was able to have her guard up was because I was already sober at the time, but okay. they, they called and they were like, Hey grandma, it's Brian. I'm in Vegas. Uh, me and my friends, we, we had a few drinks. Uh, I got in a jam long story short, like I need you to send $500 to bail me out or else they're going to keep me here until I have a court date and they're backed up because it's Vegas. Like this whole thing. Wow. Yeah. I guess and, yo, it doesn't uh, surprise me, man, because scams are in this year, man. I mean, like this this degeneration of the scammers, man. People are out here credit card scammers to the point that even I remember my mom. My mom is a very paranoid per, paranoid person, but she was even talking about you know sometimes telemarketers will call and or or pose people who pose as telemarketers or people who pose as IRS representatives that ask for your social security number and and sometimes you know will will go so far as to record your voice if you say yes and they can use that to to uh to complete transactions it it's fucking weird man but that's fucking wild that somebody would go to to use you in it and it's like how the fuck did they know about you you know yeah yeah but in other news a woman was in louisiana she was at a truck stop a truck stop petting zoo and oh, wow. uh never even heard yeah. of those yeah she was uh she was cited for criminal trespassing not that interesting of a story right Right. Wrong. So the woman had her dog and it wasn't on a leash. So the dog ran through the petting zoo as she was chasing it. Just matter of bad timing. A 600 pound camel took a nice little seat on her, just sat on her. So the only way that she said, how am I going to get out of this? Is she bit down on the camel, the camel's testicles. As hard as she could. She bit his balls oh! as hard as he could. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she was brought to the hospital. And then the deputies came and they gave her husband uh, summonsing on the trespassing charge and for not having their dog on the leash. And pretty much told, uh, you know, the owners told him that the camel did nothing wrong. They were aggressive. The camel was doing his normal routine. Apparently, oh. the truck stop once had a tiger as well. Um, oh, which caused know. controversy. I can imagine. Um, yeah. So wait a minute. That is my okay. news story. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this woman. So I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to visualize this. So first off, so she's chasing her dog, and what does she do? Stop and lay down on the fucking ground, and this camera was like, "Oh, let me plop my fat ass right here." Okay. <laughs> and then even it's like, how did so? So what was the camel 69 in her or some shit? Because how the fuck she bite the fuck? Well, <laughs> yo, oh, oh my God. Yo, anything, I don't give a fuck what it is. When we talk about testicles, I feel like guys always 
just like feel the pain. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, she bit she bit this motherfucker's balls. Did mm-hmm. did did it did it like did she damage the camel? Is the camel okay? Or uh I think the camel's fine. You know, I think he's got some tough balls. Yeah, um they didn't really say anything. Shape. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he's like, ah, just what I wanted. My plan is yeah. coming. Oh yeah, bite down harder. Yes. Uh, that's disgusting, man. I like how the camel is voiced by uh, the insult comic dog. Is that what that sounded <laughs> like? Speaking yeah. of which, man, that motherfucker was at uh, the roast. I watched the roast. I think we talked about this. And Triumph was definitely at the roast. And you know what, Brian? I never really understood Triumph. I don't really get it. I think he's fucking annoying. And oh, see, I always thought he was kind of funny. Well, maybe, you know what, when I was when I was younger and he used to show up at like the VMAs when I was like 10 and just mm-hmm. any any of the vulgar shit he would say, I would just laugh at because I was an immature little boy. You know what I mean? But watching mm-hmm. it, when maybe, maybe it's just a matter of him just getting old. Maybe, he, you know, I'm over here talking about a fucking puppet like it's a living thing. Oh, he's just getting old. Who does Triumph's yeah. voice? Like, who is that? Uh, is I don't know. Really? I have so, no idea who, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought maybe it was, okay. At least it ain't Jeff Dunham. How you feel about oh, Jeff Dunham? Oh, God. I think he sucks, man. Is that just me? No, that's anyone who's not a 50-year-old white man thinks that Jeff Dunham sucks. That's interesting. I was driving through uh, University of Delaware the other day, and um, I saw a kid at a crosswalk, and he had a fucking Jeff Dunham t-shirt on. And I'm like, yo, are you fucking kidding me, man? You're too young. And I was like, ah, kids. Kids are screwed. This generation's screwed. Everybody's fucking screwed. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Nine gray had the shingles off the suede Durango jacket. Ball slang glow. Bronx is only Django. Snappy a golfer star, but that's where my pops go. That's where my pops went. See, my percentage is a pennant to the planet. Knock it out the ballpark, flank it. I should not tie this tie to a better love. Let the wings spread. Now we're going to talk nouns. And our nouns is time. Do you have time? Khalil, do you have time? I got more time than Sweet Brown, brother. Oh, nice, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually haven't, I haven't had this conversation with you yet. But the whole reason that I wanted this topic around time um, was because it's been a weird week for me. Um, I, uh, I've been, I've been having, I've been at war at work for like the past two months because my VP quit, uh, me and the owner were on the outs. Long story short, Tuesday, the owner came out the victory, gave me the pink slips. He said, gone, get, um, so I was in this weird position, man. And I was like trying to, I was trying to figure out what to do. And, uh, you know, I really, I always wanted to do videos full time. I always wanted to freelance. I always wanted to work for myself. Um, but financially, it's a, it's a tough move. And I'm, you know, I'm all my money right now with it. If it's not going to bills and food, it's going to my wedding. So it's like, right. you know, I'm not sitting on a savings by any means. So there was, there was a big part of me that's like, you know what, just get another job. You know, you're, you're more than qualified in this field. Just get another job pay for the wedding, you know, and then maybe you can try again. And and it's just like, after thinking about it back and forth, it's just like, I don't have, I don't have any time left anymore. 
You know what I mean? Like right. it's now or never. Right. Um, it's not an option of it's not an option of, oh, let's see. And this is fun. Like this has to work. I have to put all my chips out there. You know, I'm going all in and 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 this is what I have to do, you know, and right. and then you start to really realize when you're forced to work, how much time the value of time really is, you know, and even right. on a Saturday, it's like, dude, if I, if you spend six hours watching TV, like that's, that's six hours, you could have been something, doing right. something to yes, help you man. grow, to help you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, it, it's, it's all about focus. It's all about like realizing like how much time is being wasted, how much time we're wasting and how much time I was wasting making money for someone else, you know? And, uh, and on a salary, it, it allowed me to be super lazy. And literally, I, I feel like at least, you know, I was very driven for a while, but I would say the past 12 months, man, like I wasted so much time. I was on a salary. I was given 30% on salary uh, just because of all the issues that I was having at work and I was getting frustrated and there was a lot of politics and I wasn't, you know, voting for the right people um, in a sense at work. And uh, now it's just like, dude. It's time to lock it in. It's time to schedule. It's time to like understand that like we're not getting any younger. Right. You know, the, no one, it, you, you, the reason that you see like these uh, stories of like celebrities or people that make it at age 50, like the reason that there's no, there's news stories about that is because it's so rare. Yes. It's so hard to do after a certain time. Right. Right. I always thought, um, to, to piggyback off of that, I always thought it, it's, I love when I see celebrities or artists, whether we're talking musicians, whether we're talking actors, I love when people get their break at, 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 you know, plus 40 ages, you know, cause it, it makes me think like, I guess time is such a fucking son of a bitch sometimes because while on one hand, it, it, it really tricks us. Sometimes it has us thinking about the past and how much time we've wasted. And then it also has us looking into the future, you know, thinking like, oh, you know, I don't have that much time. So it, it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword almost. Um, but to, to talk about, you know, you were saying uh, like, like one of the things that me and my wife recently started doing, we started scheduling shit. We started utilizing the fuck out of our calendar app. On, on on our phones. We have iPhones. I don't know if you Android users fucking know about that shit. Y'all probably fucking up, letting time go by, not scheduling shit because y'all don't have that. Y'all don't have those means. But anyway, we started we started scheduling um our days out. Every fucking day, there with the exception of the weekends, we are always moving. Always moving. Mm -hmm. Um I'm a big fucking procrastinator. Not bragging. I know we covered this on a on a on a past episode, but procrastination is fucking frustrating. And as you say, you know, you spend sit out six hours watching TV. You could have spent six hours doing any fucking thing else. And then you know, it's kind of like you screw yourself because if you're like me, you dwell, and dwelling mm -hmm. only fucking hinders you even fucking more. I'm sorry, I'm on my Gary mm -hmm. Vee shit with the f bombs. Um. So yeah, one of the things we started doing is scheduling. We we schedule everything. Uh, Monday through Friday, our daughter goes to school. You know, we have her at the bus stop at eight thirteen. 
she's supposed to be back home around like four o'clock. And it's like, it's, it's just ongoing movement. You know, we go to the fucking gym. We, some days we have to work. Uh, we have to go to the grocery store, fucking, uh, uh, laundromat trips. Hopefully something I'm, I'm, cause I really need to get a fucking washer and a dryer. I'm so sick of going to the fucking laundromat, but I, I feel so accomplished when my day is full. When I can, when I can mm-hmm. a, a look back at my at my day, and I can be like, "Yo, I really didn't fuck off today. I did everything yeah. that I was supposed to do today. I I feel accomplished. I feel like now it's six o'clock. My daughter's sleep. I'm in bed. This is my favorite part of the day because it's almost like I earned this shit. I used to hate when days when I would have days of just fucking around, and even when shit was really bad, and you know, I'm getting high, I'm smoking weed, I'm drinking, and and that kind of, it's it's funny, Brian, I started keeping all of those things as a nightcap, because I want to be as productive as, as I can be during the day. I, I have to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people use time it's an excuse though. You know, I hate when, when, when some people, um, let so much time go by and, and don't see, what am I getting at? Let so much time go by and, and, and screw themselves, yo, pretty much. So, I don't know. Time time isn't promised. One of the things that, that scares me, man, um, especially me doing music, you know, and I'm going to speak strictly from a personal level, uh, me working on music. Now, the last project that I tried doing, going public with, I had a project called Stop Resisting. Um, didn't mm-hmm. didn't go well. It was a short-lived uh, project. It we, we only, it was like six months of Stop Resisting and that shit was over. And I went into some major depression after that. But then it got to a point where it was like, yo, Khalil, you could die tomorrow. And I know that's extreme, but I would hate to know that I died and I didn't release the music that I wanted to release. You know, I keep making it seem like I have more time. Oh, well, I'll record that next week. Oh, well, I'll demo that next week. It's like, no, do this shit now, yo. Because mm-hmm. especially with my music, man, my music is, is a reflection of me and I want to leave as much behind as I can. You know, if I have a message, if a a message that I'm trying to convey, I want to get that motherfucker out there. I don't want to keep waiting. I don't like sitting on content. I don't like acting like I have all the fucking time in the world. I don't know when the fuck is going to be my last day. Why would I get so damn complacent Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I'll just tackle that shit tomorrow. Nah, do that shit today, man. It's it's frustrating, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, t- time's a motherfucker, yo. And and even you know when we talk about uh, you know friends and family and catching up with people, because you know I remember you were telling me about your uncle, you know, putting mm-hmm. off you know seeing people, and it's like it, it's like time time doesn't wait for anybody. I know that's that's been said many fucking times, but it's true. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just interesting how, you know, I think it's just like a, a thing that we all do. Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. It really does. I really do commend people that are for the right now. They're like, yo, right now, like today. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that shit is yeah. very admirable. 
to me. Like, yeah, get shit done. Stop fucking... Like, even today, I'm over here and I'm like, I want to have a lazy day. I really do. Um, It's football Sunday. I play Jeremy Irwin in fantasy. I actually been whooping him because the Eagles fucking crushed it on Thursday. I ain't even watched this shit. I feel like I'm not going to watch Eagles games going forward because when it's not, it's when I don't watch and when they do really fucking good. And I have Carson Wentz and I have Jordan Howard on my team and both of those motherfuckers crush shit. So Jeremy, you about to get your ass whipped, bro. Woo! Um, but aside from that, it's just, I, I don't know. It's like today, I'm, I'm looking outside right now and... And I'm like, yo, I should go out there and mow the fucking lawn because it's about to be October and it's still fucking 80-something degrees up here, which is pretty fucking frustrating. But, you know, even, you know, you know, it's funny, man, I'm, I'm talking about time. One of the things I need to do, I need to clean my room and I'm going to, I'm going to air this out. I, I've been putting back cleaning my room. I've been putting that shit off for a while, bro. One of the things that me and my wife joke about like right now, our room is so fucking cluttered. We have this joke. We're like, yo, don't you fucking die in your sleep, yo. Because if you die in your sleep, I'm going to have to fucking transport your body downstairs because I don't want nobody coming in this fucking room. <laughs> I'd about to have a fucking ambulance come up here and be like, God damn. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. Um, but yeah, man, t- time, time, it, it, it just... Time makes us lazy. It really does. It's like, oh, I'll, 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 I got time. I got. What makes you think you got time? Why do you? Why are you so sure that you have time? I don't know, bro. And you don't, man. And there's plenty of opportunity out there. You know, like to make something, to learn, to 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 enjoy right. life. Right. You know, and like, you know, I'm not telling everyone that they need to like go try to work for themselves or anything, but like, what do you want to do? Are you doing, are you a doing what you want to do or B are you in the ex- exact spot you need to be to get to where you right. want to be? Right. You know, because like time is already running out. And if you're spending the time that you have going 50 steps in the wrong direction, there's no way that that makes sense. There's no way that that makes sense. I was talking to my my little sister this morning. I went to the gym. She actually works at the gym uh, that I went to this morning. So I was able to talk with her and hold up the uh, hack squat machine. I know motherfuckers are looking at me like this motherfucker's just running his mouth and he is not using that. I had all the plates loaded up on it, but I was talking to my sister for like 20 minutes at this damn machine. Um, But uh, I was telling her, you know, I always try to bestow you know, my wisdom onto her. And, you know, we were talking this morning about budgeting and we were talking this morning about getting shit done. And, you know, at one point I was like, oh, well, you got time. You're young. And it was just kind of funny because I was like, you know, oh, you got time. And and the way that she was, she was like, ah, oh, you know, but I, I don't want to, like, she just had this thing about her. Like, yeah, I just, I have time, but I don't, I don't want to wait. I don't want to fall into a trap. I don't want to, yeah, I'm only 19, but, if you're telling me credit's important, uh, maybe I should get on my credit. You know, uh, if budgeting's important, maybe I should get on budgeting more. And it's, it's. Mm-hmm. I think when when time is used wisely, I mean, if you can help other people with the time that you have, it's just, it's going to continue the cycle and everybody will fucking win, hopefully. But um, yeah, man, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I pity people who go through life 
And it's not till, you know, we're, we're, you know, in our sixties and seventies before people are like, you know, I should have done this and I should have done that. And you think about time, man, like time's fucking, it, it's so fucking long. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I swear my days were so long, man. My days were so yeah. long. Now my days just fucking zip past me and I, and, and, and it happened so fast. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm about to come up on my first year anniversary. It feels like it was not too long ago when I got fucking married. It's like, God mm-hmm. damn, what the fuck has happened? Like, it, it, that's one of the worst feelings when you look up and you see, you know, the date in the year and you're like, yo, what the fuck did I really get done? Fortunately, on a personal level, I, yo, compared to last fucking year, man, shit. I look back at a month ago and I'm like, I'm not who I was a month ago. I feel like I set these kind of goals because I'm really trying to better myself, man. And I, I really don't want to keep falling into the same bullshit, uh, knowing that I'm the one standing in the way of my own success. And and yeah. so it's something that I definitely take serious, something that you take serious. It's something that we advise all the listeners to take serious. You don't have all the time in the world. You don't fucking know. So, you know, whether, whether you know, this ties into procrastination, whether we're talking about... Uh, Mending like like relationships, fixing shit, righting your wrongs. You don't have all the time, you know. So do what the fuck you need to do while you're here, and 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 enjoy life while you're here. Wow, am I getting back mm-hmm. on the morbid train? All right, yo. No, all right. no, you're right on the positive. The 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 positive I, trolley. I, like I, like I would the way call it. Flows it. together. The I was trying to think trolley. of it. Yeah, I was trying to think of this, a positive plane. Positive a positive plane. plane. Okay. Positive plateau. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's scary. And, it, you know, sometimes I tell, I don't know. It, 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 it sucks when when um, when you find yourself making the same mistakes over and over again. I've been trying to stress to my daughter, who's five years old, and she's going through that 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 uh you know she started school she's her personality's really coming out she's picking up on a lot of shit but we're at the point now where um when it comes to disciplining her she doesn't get a lot of chances you know we 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 implemented this uh reward board recently um if she gets x amount of stars she can choose a a reward and we'll make it happen for her and um she actually was at she actually got all of her stars and we were supposed to go to main event yesterday, main events like Dave and Buster's. And we didn't go because she got complacent with getting all of her stars and proceeded to go to her soccer game and start showing out in front of in front of uh, everybody. And we ended up taking that away. And when she when, you know, it's so funny, man, when 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 you are a parent and you have to follow through, you can't make blind threats. You have to follow through with shit because otherwise you're mm-hmm. not going to be taken seriously. And that's ultimately how you raise a brat, which I'm not fucking for. Um, but, you know, I was telling her yesterday, she came to me and she apologized. And I'm like, of course, we're talking about a five-year-old. So I'm like, I accept her apology. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mama, you can't keep making the same fucking mistakes over and over again, yo, because time isn't on your side in that regard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and not even to go on a dark, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, you want to go to main event. What happens if you keep fucking up? For all you know, main event can close next week. 
Yeah. And then what? You thought you had time. You thought you had time to, to right your wrongs and make it to main event, but guess what? They shut down next week and you never got to go to main event. And she's like, I'm five. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. So, um, let me tell you something. Yeah, next thing you know, you're thinking, I'll, I can screw around. I'll go to the main event. Next thing you know, you're homeless. You're under a subway. You're doing tricks for heroin. Right. <laughs> Sucking dick for money. <laughs> That's always like the cherry on top, man. Shout out to Kevin Hart. Yeah, I'll suck it, dick. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're not about to zoom past that. Like, yeah, but that shit's real. And and as as I look at all of my friends, I'm so concerned at almost 29 years old of what my friends are doing. I'm I'm looking at people who think that they have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I know we've talked about this and I feel like I say that every episode. I always say, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, for, we, you know, when we talked about health and, and mm-hmm. wellness, we don't have time because, okay, I'm fucking off. I'm eating like shit. Me, my thing is, it's so funny. I'm such a hypochondriac, Brian. I convince myself that I'm, I have diabetes sometimes. Mm. And on one hand, somebody could be like, yo, oh, that's insensitive. But some days I, I know I have a huge fucking sweet tooth. I have a huge sweet tooth. And I'll eat the shit out of some candy. Sometimes when I eat candy, yo, I feel like this weird feeling in my hands and in my feet. And I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? So while, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, you know, I'm gonna keep eating this fucking pack of Starburst jelly beans, which are fucking awesome. I love them. But oh, I'm good. I'm good. Well, okay. And then I eat these big jelly beans. I had I thought I was good. And then next thing you know, I'm spiking my blood sugar. And next thing you know, I'm going to the doctor and I'm like, hey, I don't feel good. And the doctor's like, Oh, you got diabetes. And I'm I'm I would be thinking, of course, this didn't happen, you all. This is a hypothetical. But to think that I took something like that for granted. Mm-hmm. To be like, it's like, oh, Khalil, you know better. Oh, but I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm fine. Like, and it's like, why do you think you're fine? What makes you think you're so good right now? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's, and, and then you end up when, when you end up screwing yourself, you're looking, and then you start dwelling, and you start looking back. Oh, I should have done this, and I should have done that, and we don't want that. We don't want to keep running into those. So, yep. Too late. Give me your yeah. foot. Your right. Foot's right. Mine yo. Now. Right. And it's, it's fucking scary. Even people like all the time, you know, I talk to people about weight loss. Well, I'm going to start working out soon. Okay. You can either start working out or you can have a stroke. You don't know mm-hmm. which one's going to, you, you don't know. I mean, of course you're thinking like, oh, that's not going to happen. You don't know that. So no why idea. don't you do what the fuck you should do? Because anything is better than any, anything is better than not dealing with it. So yeah, man, time time's a motherfucker, man. And time time's only getting, I feel like the older we get, the faster it just goes by. So get on that shit, people. Heard it here first.
So we're gonna we're gonna bring something back that uh oh shit we haven't done in a while. Oh, I'm shit. afraid. So I really noticed this this past week when I'm when I'm when I'm interacting with people. You know, when you don't have a job, you 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 tend to see more people, <laughs> and. Uh, Man, dude, I'm really afraid of people not liking me. I mean, the amount of times I think I've said I'm sorry more than anyone, uh, more than anything else, not right. not more than anyone, but more than any other statement in my entire life. I think I said I'm sorry to to just random people. Um, and Jade, it drives Jade crazy. Uh, so about like I, we were in uh, Universal Studios and we walked in the door so so to get to our hotel room you walk in the doors about 15 feet in front of you is an elevator uh-huh. right so we open the doors we walk in and my mind is i'm going to the elevator and while i'm still 15 away 15 feet away from the elevator someone comes out of the elevator i stop i put my hand up i go sorry and jade looks at me and she goes we're about 20 feet away from this person what do you apologize to them for you're not in their way <laughs> Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Miss Scusi. I, I, it's so bad. I can't go to the mall. I, I just can't go to the mall because there's so many people trying to sell me that I just feel right. bad. Uh, yeah. Declining. You know, yeah. not talking right. to them. Yeah. And like, uh, even these kids and here's the thing. Sometimes it backfires. Like I know these kids hate me right now because I was leaving a restaurant they stopped and they're like, hey, listen, we're, we're dealing with foster kids. We're, we're buying book bags. And I just sit there and I hear his whole spiel, you know. And uh, he was like, 20 bucks for this book bag. And it goes, you know, and, and, and the money goes to. So, so I pay them 20 bucks and they give a book bag to, to charity. Um, and after 10 minutes, I say, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Because in my head, I'm trying to listen. I want right. him to like me. But in my head, it's like, it's like, well, you have a book bag right now. And that kid doesn't. Why? Why are you? Right, you know what right. I mean. It almost feels like you're extorting yeah, right, me. You know, give me twenty dollars, or I'm not giving this book right. bag to a kid that needs it. You have hundreds right. of book bags. Just give them to right. the kids. You already bought them, probably for five yeah. bucks. You're walking away four times the profit. Um, but then he ended up rolling his eyes at me, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Look, I don't. And then I started dumping my problems on him, and he's like, Look, dude, I don't care. It was just very yeah. weird. It's very weird. I can't. I, I'm like. One of those people that is just like, please don't hate me. Right. Uh, but I'm very but hateable at the same time. Isn't it time. funny how? Because I, I would, I'd be lying if I said I haven't felt that way on numerous occasions. But it's funny to think that mm-hmm. while you may be afraid of somebody not liking you, some people out here don't matter what the fuck you do, they still ain't gonna fucking like you. Some people out here are just mm-hmm. assholes. So it's like, damn, all that time I spent trying to be nice and try to be considerate and empathetic and try to, you know. Get people because you know those people get brushed off all the fucking time. They get brushed off. Mm-hmm. People, they they go. Uh, people come. You know. Uh, you know. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know. I hate when motherfuckers come to my door and do that shit. Somebody came to my door one yeah. time. Uh, he was like surveying the area and he was asking me about you know what electric thing we use and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yo, now's not a good time. He's like, this motherfucker Brian had the nerve to talk to me like he fucking knows me and knows my situation. And he started talking about, you know, you should take this seriously. Man, I fucking dismissed this motherfucker with the swiftness, yo. It was like, yo, you're not about to come here. What the fuck makes you think I'm sitting around? You thought I was waiting for you to show up? 
You thought I was, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking son of a bitch. But I know exactly what you're talking about with 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 wanting to be liked and trying to... I always had this thing where it's like, I want to make somebody's day. I, I want to make, I, I want to, you know, have a positive impact on your day. So yeah, I'll sit here. I'll listen to your little shit. Am I going to buy it? No, but... I'm at least giving you my time, but we're talking about time, but Brian, can you afford that 10 minutes that you gave that motherfucker? That's the question. And, and the thing is right. I can't, but I can't help right. it. Right. You know what I mean? I can't help it. Oh man. What is it? 52nd street? Uh, in Philly? Yes. Oh, oh my buddy. God. I leave there just right. smelling like a big right. ball Got of incense. White. Cause I let yeah. every muscle. <laughs> Every Muslim on that street gets to mark me up. Smell this, smell this. You got Amber White. You walking away with Amber White, a fucking copper watch, fucking headband. (laughs) I think I bought Tim's there once and I I put white socks in them and I came out and those motherfuckers were black. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like they just spray painted the inside of the shoes. I'm not surprised. As soon as I stepped in a puddle, it fell apart. Nah, I definitely... I, I share that. I think a lot of people probably share that, Brian. There's people out there that have mastered the art of ignoring people. And and, and, and some people do it in such a polite way. It's very um, interesting. But nah, mm-hmm. I hear you in that regard, man. It's like, oh, fuck. I remember I went, uh, I went um, Christmas shopping. Me and Frank, Frank the Tank, went Christmas shopping last year. And I was looking for a pair of Air Maxes for my wife. And I forget how I walked up into this finish line. I forget what I said that opened up this conversation about the matrix with one of the the workers at finish line. And he just starts talking to me. He was probably high as fuck, probably a hippie. I don't fucking know, but he started going into this whole thing about Neo and was Neo really the one or was agent Smith really the one? He was like hitting kind of good points. Now at the time, piece of me more than half of me didn't want to be in this conversation but there was that little percentage of me that was like okay let's just let's be respectful let's let nobody probably talks to this motherfucker let let me be that guy i'll be that guy i'll listen to you and i remember frank came over at one point and he actually saved me from that situation because he was like dude come on we gotta we gotta go he's like yo you're way too nice (laughs) he was like yo you're way too nice like I would have, I would have shut that shit down immediately. And I'm like, nah, what a dude, you know, I could start finding myself making excuses for him. And, you know, cause it's kind of like, I don't appreciate Frank saying that shit about me. Oh, I'm too nice motherfucker. Oh, okay. Wait till we go to foot action. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, man, nah, saying sorry. I see that people do that all the time. I'm in a grocery store. I catch myself doing it. I, excuse me. Sorry. And it's like, no, excuse me, suffice. Why did I have to apologize? What the fuck did I do wrong? Sorry. And other people do it too. And I'm like, oh, you ain't got to be sorry. It's funny. I'll be the first one to say sorry. But then when somebody says sorry to me, I'm like, oh, you ain't got to be sorry. And it's like, uh-huh. And then I look up and it's it's me. It's me. There's a clone of me. And You're I'm just apologizing to yourself. Yes. <laughs> That's funny though. I don't think I ever apologized from a... Uh, from sniper distance though so that's pretty impressive Brian. sorry sorry i'm coming up i'm coming up here i come but i'm sorry i am getting closer to you i'm sorry speaking of i'm sorry have you watched that show no i don't even know what it is i just watch survivor now oh really 
Yeah, that's all me and Jade have been watching is Survivor. Survivor? Okay, I didn't know The tribe has spoken. Oh, shit, okay, all right. You ever watch Man vs. Wild? No, 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 just Survivor. (laughs) Just, it's all I watch is Survivor. Okay, I'm sorry is... uh, Ask me if I've seen South Park. Bro, I'm not... Ask me. Have you seen South Park? No, I just watched Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. I think South Park's out here trying to survive at this point. Uh, oh yeah i haven't seen in a while I'm just i'm just like y'all i saw a commercial the other day and it was like oh coming out with the new season it's like what are you guys going to do mm. how can y'all keep this going oh, i will change i will change i swear just tell me what to do just tell me who to be and i'll be who you want me to Pretend I don't exist. You won't know I'm in the room. I'll be the ghost of something that used to mean something to you. This beating up heart is lost and confused. I wish that my younger self was here. You know just what to do. Let's go into... Today in history. Today in history. September 30th, 1955. Actor James Dean is killed in a fatal car accident. Mm. So James Dean, he was born February 8th, 1931 in Indiana. When he was five, his family moved to California. Growing up, he took tap dancing lessons. He learned to play the violin from his mother. But unfortunately, his mother died from cancer when he was just nine years old. And he wasn't too close with his father, so he was sent to live on his aunt and uncle's farm back in Indiana. After being raised on the farm, he ended up going back to California uh, to study theater, but he dropped out to become a full-time actor. And really, at first, he just got mostly small roles like a Pepsi commercial here and there and a, uh, a small part in a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis film. But he got his big break up in New York playing a blackmailing homosexual houseboy in a Broadway production called The Immoralist. One day, film director Aliyah Kazan, who saw him and said, this guy is great, I need him in my movie. So she cast him in East of Eden. Did such a good job there, he immediately went to, to, to film his biggest movie, which was Rebel Without a Cause in 1955. Um, which is really what made him the embodiment of his generation uh, and, and many generations to come. Um, you know, the girls that are that post uh, all like the Marilyn Monroe stuff and think that Marilyn Monroe is their spirit animal. The, right. the, the men versions of them utilize James Dean um, for, for that. Uh, and then his last film was Giant. And uh, shortly after completing the film, he drove off in his silver Porsche to compete in a sports car rally in California. He was pulled over for speeding, and they gave him a ticket. Two hours later, James Dean was speeding down the highway again, and he crashed into a Ford sedan and was killed instantly. That's unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Uh, Almost... Immediately, an intensely loyal cult established, and within days of his death, he became a film icon. Uh, it was actually, East of Eden was the only film he got to see on the big screen. Rebel Without a Cause and Giant were released uh, 
after he died and he received an Oscar nomination for Giant. He was actually the first person to get nominated for an award after death. Um, now let's get to the uh, the sadder parts, if you think that that's not already sad. Right. At the time of his untimely death, he was not expecting to die, so he didn't have a will. So most of his possessions went to his father, uh, whose relationship with him was distant at best. Right. Um, fun. Uh, let's do let's do a fun fact, and then we'll get into the 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 one that broke my heart. But I'm just a sensitive guy, so legend has it that his spider became cursed after the crash. Uh, an auto an auto customizer named George Barris purchased the car after the accident and claims that when it arrived at a shop, the car rolled off of a trailer and crushed an employee's leg. Also, according to Barris, other mysterious occurrences surrounding the vehicle kept happening. Once a thief attempted to steal the steering wheel of the Porsche but tripped and broke his arm on the way out, other people who purchased parts of the car supposedly encountered their own fatal crashes. Um, and then here's the part that that uh, is heartbreaking. So he had the reputation of a player, right? But most of his so-called affairs were made up by the Warner Brothers public relations. He did have love affairs with Pierre Angeli and Liz Sheridan. Um, Dean was very, very much in love with Pierre Angeli and they planned to marry, but her mother blocked the union because James Dean was not a Catholic. Oh God. And yeah, she, uh, her mother helped arrange her to marry singer Vic Damone and this crushed James Dean because he loved this woman and did not get the love back that he so badly wanted. 16 years later, 20 days prior to the anniversary of James Dean's death, Pierre Angeli committed suicide. In her note, she wrote that Dean was the only man she had ever really loved. Oh, that's awful. Wow. Mm. Man. Very, very heartbreaking. Man. R.I.P. Pierre and James Dean. I didn't know too much about James Dean. Um, I know people reference him a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite uh, rappers, Evidence of Dilated Peoples, on his newest CD, has a song called Jim Dean about James Dean. Um, loosely, really? Loosely. I mean, it's not. He has a couple references, but you know how rappers are because, you know, mm-hmm. they throw Trump's name and some shit. It's not like they're making a song about, you know, Trump. They, but that was before he became the fucking president. Motherfuckers just love Trump. But uh, no, that's 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 interesting. Um, but it is. It's also interesting to think that, you know, we have these icons that, um, you know, a lot of people today, I feel like, uh, with name drop James Dean. It's probably like, yo, y'all probably never seen a single fucking movie from this guy. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. uh, and here's the thing. I own all of them, but I've only actually watched Rebel Without a Cause. I've never watched Giant or East of Eden. I could, I could do some, uh, some looking into that. I, I, I never, it's so funny with older movies. I'm really hit or miss. I've seen some old movies that, it's just like like to kill a mockingbird, man. Shit, that's my motherfucking movie. I feel so fucking lame saying that, but you know, mm-hmm. kids of our generation they don't respect the classics. But uh, I'll definitely have to you know put that on my bucket list. See some James Dean and uh, pay my respects. I guess you know. I know a lot of people go to his uh, yeah, a lot of people go to his 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 uh, crash site and uh, take pictures and stuff. But uh, I guess the more you know. But that's awful. That's pretty tragic, man. Fucking yeah, you know. Sometimes it's the more betraying. My goal is to uh, 
to to rob people of happiness. That's what I do on today in history, for the most part, is uh, just make you sad before we leave. So take us out on a positive note, Khalil. All right, y'all, on a positive note, let us see. Uh, yeah, y'all, look, man, make the most of your time, man. Life is fucking awesome, but life is even better when you feel like you didn't fucking just go through the motions and you did something to affect somebody else positively. Take it seriously, y'all. It's Sunday fun day. It's football Sunday. Today's for family. Some people say today is for the Lord. Some people say today's for family. Make it about happiness, y'all. Um, even though when we drop this, it's not going to be Sunday. <laughs> It'll be Monday. Oh, yeah. You're going to be at work. So uh, that probably sucks. Everybody uh, <laughs> is going to be listening to this. But guess what? Guess what? Time is on your side because Friday will be there before you know it. And then uh, in a few days, you'll be able to listen to us again. Right? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on that note, y'all, it's been real. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram. Cool Day Live Podcast. What the fuck? Peace out. Yeah, man. everyone needs to. Everyone needs to take a piece out of uh, Kyle Elliott's book. Take a page out of that because that dude, you know, he he interacts. He 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 posts us every every time we release an episode. I I can't express how how grateful I am for him. Oh, I feel like quick. a broken record every time Yo, he, he messages Elliott, us, but it man, means a lot. I just I just hit him up yesterday, actually, mm-hmm. because he posted on his on his IG. Shout out to Kyle Elliott. That dude is so fucking inspiring, man. He posted on his IG. This dude did a, a 30-mile run. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, like it, it's funny. I recently I'm I'm doing my first 5K a week before um Halloween, it's like a pumpkin run that the YMCA is doing. Uh, so, and, and I'm also doing uh, Girls on a Run with my cousin, my 10-year-old cousin, uh, some point next month. But So I've been preparing for them, and I've been running lately. And, you know, I did a mile. I did my mile run yesterday, and I, I got it done in eight and a half minutes. And I was pretty fucking hype on that because I don't run. I'm not a big runner, never have been. But I want it's something that I really want to start doing. It's very therapeutic. And, you know, when it comes to running, it's not about how fast you go. It's about the distance. It's about getting to the finish line. Um, but that dude is so inspiring. He said 30 fucking miles. I'm like 30 miles. So if it took me eight and a half minutes, I'm not even about to do the math. But if it took me eight and a half minutes to do a mile and it's like you did 30 fucking miles. <laughs> God damn, yeah. man. That's impressive. That's what the fuck I want to get to. And we need people like Kyle Elliott in our lives. Shout out to Kyle Elliott, man. Good guy. For sure. This episode is absolutely irrelevant to him because he's already got it down, man. Every yeah. Everything that kid does is is either branding himself or just taking care of himself. You right. know, exercising, getting right. stronger, yeah. you know, every everything. It's, it's super dope. He's a great follower. Actually, just in case anyone's not following him. Let me let me make sure I have his Instagram handle correct. I think it's, um, I think it's a Cool Day Law podcast uh, on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. That's up. <laughs> but follow us too first, and then follow Kyle Robert Elliott it's, on Instagram. Uh, yep. Super dope. Yes. Super dope. Super inspiring. Check out all of his shit. Fuck yeah! All right, y'all. Peace out, motherfuckers. Uh-huh.